here we are. So, I'll tell the listener, look, I forgot the guidebook, right? So we're winging it, okay? I have visual prompts, um, but I, Mr. History, am here with my two, two today, sadly Dan, D, Mr. D, who is uh, uh, with us, he can't be here on, on the actual tour, he can't be here right now, so I'm with Mr. T over there and uh, SRW. SRW on the right hand side of me. And we are going to we talk about the, um, I can't even remember the name of this uh, city, city, the city tour. Uh, I was surprised, I'll start with by saying this uh, right away. Before we go any deeper, I was surprised to find out that that whole borough is in the Tower of Hamlet, oh, which yeah. I've always thought of as like scumland, ghetto. There was nothing ghetto about this. Uh, well, no, because it's the tam- Hamlets of the Tower, and it was all around the Tower, wasn't it? Where does Ham- Tower of Hamlet spread to? Diane Abbott's. Uh, oh, Hackney. No, she's Tower Hamlet. She's. Oh. Tower Hamlets. She's not Hackney, is she? I thought she was Hackney. I thought she was Tower Hamlets. Tower Hamlets and Hackney, they kind of, uh, the borders is kind of around Hackney Wick. We call it a rotten borough. Because it's one of these ones that, no matter what you do, it will never not be Labour. It's all like, um, anyway. So, uh, we were all supposed to meet at um, Queen's, is it Queen's Square? Square Park or something? On the right hand side of Tower Hill Tube as you exit. But there was a bloody suicide, wasn't there? On the tube, and so we all had to find our own way there from. Yeah, well, I was coming from Bethel Green and uh, <coughs> I got on the tube at uh, Stepney. Stepney Green. And uh, the thing came over the announcement on the tube saying that someone had uh, jumped on the line. We have five years left to die. So this guy took his life uh, and I was delayed. So our boys, toys, electric eyes and TV. My brain hurt like a warehouse, I had no room to spare. There's anything in there? All the some smelly people. I don't know what you're talking about. Rock and roll suicide by uh, Bowie. I don't know. I don't know that one. Well, you said a line that. that no, that's Five Years. Oh, okay. Well, it's the same album. <coughs> uh, yeah, and I had to get off at Allgate East. They said uh, body on. There's been an incident at Blackfriars body on the track. They didn't tell us that at Embankment, they just said circle line suspended and northern line suspended. Is Blackfriars on the northern line? No. There was the Embankment was. Oh, it's one of those situations where it, things are fluid and you, you don't get all the info or, you know, it's the fog of War, so I had to get the bus and I ended up getting, I, I got off at Aldgate East, walked what I thought was towards Tower Hill and uh, got a bit lost but eventually found myself in there. Uh, and then Daniel was the latest of all, of all, at first it was me, I was there, then it was Richard, then Simon, and Daniel was the last, damn sorry, uh, Mr D was the last because uh, it's just a portly gent on a bicycle that and <laughs> didn't know where he was going. Uh, but let's move on from that. So the first thing we saw was the Roman wall. Wasn't it? And um, that's this Roman wall that marks the demarcations of their Londinium. You know? So anything outside of that wall was not Londinium. 
uh, and they have been rebuilt. So you could see the original Roman tiles at the bottom. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. So then we're not actually looking at the original Roman wall, we're looking at a new... Well, partly, the lower bits were. It was built up by the Anglo-Saxons, I think, was what they were trying to say. So then we saw that. That was a good start. You know, because the other ones, he starts off with a load of fucking um, logistics, kind of. Yeah, some of them... Anyway, this one popped right from the start. We had a suicide, then we had the Roman wall. Then we went back into the park where we met, and we went to the spot where um, I've got the photos here. Oh, how come that's there before? What? Oh, there. Oh well, I don't have the photos here, so we'll have to. Anyway, we went to the spot where back in the day, because you've got the Tower of London over the, this, you know, Tower of London. And I was surprised that they keep the crown jewels in the same place where they keep all the thieves. I don't think they keep the thieves there anymore. Well, they did. They did. Yeah, but you know the crown jewels. When you go to see the crown jewels, they're not the real ones; they're replicas. Where are the real ones? Probably in some like bunker underneath. But actually, I don't think they kept thieves there. It's more like the Earl of Gloucestershire, which was out of favour with the Bishop of Coventry or something. All sorts. There was there's two like, sort of bastard children that were kept in that tower. Have you ever been there? No, I haven't. You should go there. It's good. They've, got, they've, they've also got uh, King Henry VIII's armour, which yeah, is like really massive, because yeah. like, he was so fat. So that was over the, you know, over the, uh, over the road. That was over the road, and then so we were then we there was a, a memorial to uh, merchant navy sailors that had died in various wars, the first and second world war, with the uh, artwork by um, Eric Gill. Is and that right? Falklands War. And well, it yes, certainly looked like oh, it, it, it looked, looked like that old. Uh, but we couldn't see a plaque which named. Well, they probably would chip it off when yeah. it's all come out about the problem. Can't you know what I mean? Or the scandal. Scandalous, dirty, dirt. You know, as um, uh, you know, as Steve Jones said, "You dirty bugger, you dirty old man," didn't he? That's what Steve Jones said, isn't it? You dirty old bastard. All the dogs have got together like me too, haven't they? Hey, all the dogs have got together like me too. Yeah, they're barking. They're barking mad about it. Um. So uh, then, within this, and that was a nice. There was a good idea of yours, Rich, to actually, because I was sort of passing by it, oh, oh, just that, and then you said, oh, because there's that, you know, it's like this circular kind of, uh, you know, you could have like a oh, decent yeah. gang fight in there, couldn't yeah. you? Know, it's like a, a little memorial, an auditorium, this circular thing. Then, sorry. Black. Is it metal with all the names of everyone that died on the ships? It wasn't black. It was. I don't remember it being black. But yes, it had all the names. And then we went to the other spot, where, which is where I first noticed that Mr. D wasn't quite with us. He was distracted somewhat. Um, where they used to do the public executions. They would bring them out of the tower. Yeah. To this, that very spot. And um, they were, now, I, now, listen, look. I will flash up the names on the actual, uh, if this one becomes the ultimate one, the recording, then I will flash up the names on the screen at this point. Of the people who were beheaded yeah, there. Of yeah. the people who were beheaded well, it was there. Thomas More was uh, beheaded there. Ah, no, it was the Duke of Monmouth. That's yeah. the one, that's the big one. The Duke of Monmouth. He paid, now what was his name, Jack Ketch or something, 
who is apparently the the worst the worst um, the executioner worst in history. And uh, the Duke of Monmouth said to him, "Look here, I'll give you six gold pieces if you manage to do me in one fell swoop, unlike my uncle or something." or somebody else anyway who had taken four swipes of the axe to get his head off but do you think he did that on purpose he probably did that on purpose can you imagine if that's your job well it's not very professional no but he probably like imagine if it's your job right your job is to cut someone's head off and uh see you and uh you probably think like Everyone, everyone, it's like being the rock star. It must be like being a pop star. He wanted more stage yeah, time. Yeah, it's like I want, I want this to go on for longer, and I also want this cunt to suffer more. So he probably just thought, yeah, yeah, I'll do it quickly for you. But so he just did a little. <laughs> but though people, I read this though that um, although people loved to go to see the executions, they hated the executioner. The executioner was a pariah, and it's uh, that's why they wore the black. That's originally why they had, well, they, they had to look wear look of the black cowl. Well, yeah, so you didn't know who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but I think that was more for the person that was going to be executed rather than for the public. No, for the executioner, because the, the executioners were hated. They were no, not, but if you're going to kill someone, like you probably like on both sides of the argument, like I don't think the person who's being killed wants to know who's killing them also uh, yeah it's probably makes the person who's doing it feel a bit more you know probably can get on with doing it easier if, the, if, if there's no sort of recognition of who's doing this to you well maybe but it's a fact that executioners were hated they weren't liked they weren't liked although people but liked everyone the show. went there to see the yeah no they liked the show but they hated the executioner yeah, but it's probably like a pantomime, you know, baddie. But boo, boo. Possibly. And this is, we, could do, we could do a whole episode about public executions. Because it's a, it is an interesting... Um, I wish they still did it, you know. I, <laughs> really? Do. Wouldn't you be there? I'd be right at the front if they started doing it again. Wouldn't you? I don't think so. No? He made me watch um, loads of those beheading videos. I watched someone put on a video of a politician and they didn't tell us what was going to happen. An American politician giving a speech and at the end he gets out a gun and shoots Oh himself. yes, I've seen that. Bud Dwyer. That's brilliant. I love that. And they passed him and they give him all those letters. And then he goes, uh, I'm just need to read this thing. And he reads out this statement. And he pulls out this, it's like a massive, this gun that's got a huge, like, uh, bit on the end. And he sticks it in his mouth and blows his head off. And he just slumps down, this blood's pouring out. Forever? Yeah. Blood. It yeah. goes on for, like, not ten minutes. But then, you know, the thing about that is they showed that. They, it went out, it was, like, live. They broadcast it live on the news. I didn't like it. I, I, I wish I could unwatch it, really. Well, it's the same with all those things. You, kind you of say that, but you're saying that you'd be right down well, the no, fucking Yeah, because that's the thing. It's, you get sort of desensitised it, just desensitised to it. Um, and once the kind of initial kind of revulsion has passed, I can understand why people would like... It's probably the most exciting thing they've ever witnessed. Seen one, you've seen them all, haven't you? No, but to actually have it as a public, you know, a display, I can, I, can, I, I, well, I, put, I, you know, if if they said, oh yes, there's going to be a public execution right now, just around the corner, I don't know what I'd think. I mean, if it's like a political figure, or in those days as well, a religious figure, because there was a lot of fighting between various versions of. Christianity, etc. Then, <clears throat> if you like, if you don't go, you're sort of marking yourself. Oh, so 
Why didn't you go to see? Yeah, why didn't you want to see why those? You? Why didn't you want to see those entrails being pulled out? Why didn't you belly? want to, like, you know, let's just say Catholic, for instance, in this instance, you know, why didn't you want to see those Catholics mm. part? And then you're sort of marking yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I think there's certainly a lot of that sort of stuff going on. But I can imagine, well, you know, before the age of TV and radio and anything like that, it must have been the most exciting thing to see. Shakespeare, you fucking can't. You know, you don't have to go and see somebody being having their head hacked off. I can imagine. I can. Ima- it would be like going to the football or something like that. I think. I hate football. Well, I hate football also, but I can imagine it would have that similar kind of. But football evolved from people having their head cut off and then people kicking their heads around. That's how football began. Really? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Anyway, look. Let's try and move on from. Or get. Well, anyway, the Duke of Monmouth bade this guy do him quicker but as it turned out it took this Jack Ketch I'll say that for now um, six six strokes and he even stopped to say does anybody in the crowd yeah, want to have, have a go, go? <laughs> <laughs> see that's where I think he's taking the piss do you know what I mean that's where he's taking the piss that wouldn't happen would it like if you're going if you've been employed to cut someone's head off and you've been doing it like it's very Jimmy Page isn't it yeah, it's, it's, like, being, it's that kind of flamboyant yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of going like that it's something like going and holding your hand up like that yeah yeah. and letting the let, letting the silence yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah anybody else want to fucking go down 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 or whatever it has to be powerful well I don't know <laughs> you're lucky it wasn't fucking uh, fog on the tine or whatever um, and then apparently uh, there was a at the very last one, the very last execution they had there. There was a huge scaffolding built that had over a thousand people on it, and it collapsed and killed twelve of the spectators. So there was that. Then we moved on to this church. Uh, which is called god damn it what's it called I can't remember but it is the church from which Mr Samuel Pepys the great diarist looked out looked out at the great fire of London in ten, in, uh, ten, uh, in 1666 it's amazing that you can still actually see that yeah the the, the, the spot where he stood it must uh, I wonder if you can go up there because there was there was a that this is one of the things where this is one of the good things about this tour because there, it, there was a lot of times when you when we didn't have time we thought must come back and do that another day yeah. because it talked about well, the there's things, loads of good, good stuff in there the yeah. things contained within this church I, I can't remember uh, a lot of it right now but um, we were definitely saying oh yeah that that could be a thing on its own you know and that would be very good if you could actually go up and stand where Peeps himself stood. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if you can. Have a good peep. I mean, there was nobody peeping from up there while we were there. But Take your feta cheese. Is it feta cheese? Mm. Parmesan cheese. We'll get to that. Parmesan. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So that was a, a, a spot that we certainly thought, oh, we want to go back to that. Now here I have an old photo here of the old uh, Mark Lane Tube Underground, which was um, the pub, which is now an old bar one. Yes, and which inspired the question of because it was like in eighteen something this underground, which inspired the question from Mr T. They had electric power. trains back then. That must have been coal powered back then. Coal powered tubes. But that would have been awful. It would have been full <laughs> of fucking. They were in choking. Well, maybe they had horse and horse and carriages taking the tube trains. Along. And if we were any kind of podcasters, we would have done a slight bit of prep and, and actually found the answer to that question out. But insert here, I would have prepped that, found out, and I will now say, "You know how." Do I know how? 
Do you think you need to speak a little bit louder or go closer to the microphone when you speak? I don't know. I think you need to turn up its recording can't, thing. Can't you? Have you? Haven't you got a display there, like the levels? Yeah, but the mask or, or the street chatter. Oh, I think if I... I mean, our voices are cutting through anyway. I mean, I can't... It's, Just not, that, it's not that loud. It's not like they're having a party down there. Speak. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I'm feeling... It's all right, is it? Yeah. So that's the Mark Lane tube. Then we were asked to turn up, I think, Seething Lane. That's right. Seething Lane, yeah. Yeah, where we, we all seethed about something there. We had to walk in a seething manner. We had to walk, seething, bent double, moaning, seething about something, you know. But that's for ourselves, each individual, you know. I wonder how it got its name, Seething Lane. Maybe it's called, no, it's actually called See Thing Lane because you see things. Oh. <laughs> right. yeah. And then we were asked to look at Muscovy Street, and I know why. I can remember why. Because some company that used to be situated down Muscovy Street was the first company in the world, which I found a bit. Huh? Muscova. Muscovat. Is it? I can't remember that. The first company in the world? Yeah. Yeah. So they say. Which I found very odd. Um, what year was that? Wow. Way back. Way back. <laughs> 73. Right now I'll be flashing a number up on the screen. <laughs> Seething Lane, Seething Lane, and then, then, now, now, damn it. Then we passed the spot that used to be the na something to do with the naval something or other that was also where Peeps lived. So we saw this statue of the Peeps yeah. himself, and wherein I got to read out this quote about how he had a lot of his, when the fire was on, he managed to get a lot of his stuff on a little trolley or whatever, a horse and cart, and, and taken away. But for his most precious things, he dug a hole and buried them in it. And what were they? Cheese from water from Italy. Parmesan cheese and a bottle of pork. My parmesan cheese and my wine. Was it? Oh yeah, it was wine. It wasn't pork. <laughs> yeah, parmesan cheese. Wasn't that the Four Seasons house? And I made the joke that was Frankie Valli's house. It's a nice um, little statuette. Yeah. Um, then and also we had when you were doing that. Oh yes, we were a bunch of boys, rough kids, fourteen-year-olds. Gathered round, in Richard. The they weren't. They interest. weren't. They weren't fourteen. They were about ten. Ten. Okay. There was a lot of them, and you said, "I noticed them." And I turned back and I said, "Hello." And afterwards, I because you said, "Oh, they were fascinated," and I was thinking to myself, "Richard is the most naive person I've ever met," because. They weren't fascinated. They couldn't understand a word that we were fucking saying. They just didn't like us being in their location. They were lined up like a gang of toughs. Well, I didn't. Know. They were fascinated by what you were saying about the history. They of didn't. Their they location. couldn't understand a word of it. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't. Because when I said hello, you didn't get a hello back. I thought they were like. Uh, yeah, I thought they were like on holiday. They were like foreigners on holiday. No, I think they were like Afghanis just been moved in. God knows. I didn't feel threatened by them anyway. Well, to you're the kind of guy, Rich. Back in Oliver, you would have gone, oh, you little tyke. <laughs> and he's like, you know, to, to artful dodger. And you they were get, just tiny little kids. Yeah, and that's what Fagin sent out. That's what Fagin sent out to do his dirty work for him. You've got to pick steal a pocket the, you've got or steal two. You've got to pick a pocket, pick it, or pocket two. of parmesan. You've got to pick a pocket you've or two. You've got to pick two. your parmesan out of the ground. 
in this life, one thing counts. Parmesan cheese and a bottle of wine. Larger amounts. Oh, Parmesan cheese. You gotta pick a pocket or two. Not the bard. Well, we could tell some stories about her, couldn't we? But let's move on because we left there, and on the left-hand side was Saint Olive Heart Church. Famous church frequented by well, Dickens. For, for, Is it Dickens? Oh, he's everywhere in this story. Everywhere we go. Peeps. And Mother Goose is buried there. Is that true? Yeah. Well, that's a mystery. Who is this Mother Goose? Yeah, who is Mother Goose? Nobody knows. But apparently she's buried in this church. Another panto. Well, she is a panto staple, Mother Goose. I don't know what from, but... Um, but how could she be buried there? But I want to talk about the macabre skulls that were on the gate. And you know what? This skull motif turns up at least twice more yeah. in this uh, tour. It's macabre skull. Well, I think there's a lot of dead bodies around there. Is this... Makes, now, if I had the book, we could work this out. Is this near to after the, the, the 1666? Pump. Because then you might under why then you might understand why that like churches don't usually have you know skulls on them. No, they might have a you know they all have uh, gargoyles and angels, but not well, as far as I know anyway. I mean, look, I don't go to many churches, but skulls uh, quite good. So that was another thing where the gate was locked, but we would like to go back to have a little nose around. Then, then we went round the corner. And up the road and round the corner, and then we tunnel. took yeah, we took our own diversion up this tunnel, uh, which Richard got a couple of nice photos up there. And we could have gone further along up there, but we had to stick to the um, stick to the book. But it, it, it didn't end, did it? There was a oh, look, you can go up there somewhere. But um, the volume is trailing off. Then you found the monks. That was that the next thing, the monks? Then, yes, we followed it round the road. I will flash up the road name here. And um, we... You flashed up the road? Yes. I will flash up the road name here. The Crutched Friars. Uh, so named because of a... Uh, a, 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 a certain friars from foreign lands they carried these sticks where the cross was just a line on the top it didn't have the like a T it didn't have the the long thing on the on the top uh, by the way this could many times we might be making mistakes here and if we are then I'll flash up that on the I'll keep flashing Appendix. on the addendums yeah on the screen um so anyway, we eventually found them, and then we had to go up Jewelry, Jewelry, Jewelry Street, or Jewelry Lane, or Jewelry Jewelry Road, J E W R Y, so named because it used to be a Jewish ghetto. And then at the end of that, we came across St Botolf without Aldgate, which is a church where all the prosies used to hang around. Um, Selling their wares. Selling their wares, and I, I don't know the dates. Or so now, this is terrible, isn't it? We can't continue like this. Well, you can flash them up. It's going to be in the edits. This is the edit. It's going to be. It's going to be a heavy edit. This one. There is so much hard work. All these prostitutes used to hang around there, didn't they? And you could really see it in your mind, mind's eye. The church of prostitutes. The church of prostitutes showing a bit of an dirty little and a dirty bit of ankle. Hey? So close to the mic. Dirty bit of ankle. But it's not like that. It's not like that. Say dirty bit of ankle. Oh, I have to be above. <laughs> I have to be above these things. A dirty bit of ankle. They used to hang around there, and then we had to take a right up the road to the Hoop and Grapes, which is apparently the oldest working public house in London which had a secret tunnel 
well, the myth, the rumour is that it had a secret tunnel coming from the Tower, uh, the tower of London into the basement of the Hoop and Grapes. What was that for? So well, get, for a, what, get beer back and forth to the well, prisoners? That and for escapes. Because, you know, look, nobody got paid very much back then. And if you could... They, obviously, the... the uh, you know the the keepers, the prison guards in the Tower of London. They'd have a couple of scams. Beefies. They'd have some, they'd have a couple of scams. Come on, come on, one one night down the pub before I get my head cut off. You yeah. know, this kind of business. Yeah, no, that's what I think. Yeah, it's for booze, not for. Come on, look, look. I want to have a, get me end away with a bit of ankle. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to have a it's couple. My last of... chance. Come on, I'll get my head oh. chopped off tomorrow. I want a couple of beers and a bit of ankle. A bit dirty and dirty, a little cheeky bit of ankle. <laughs> That's going to be my new name for like. Uh... Look at the ankle on that. That's a bit of ankle, Fucking that hell, is. Mate. That's a nice bit of ankle over there. So, because I was wondering as we took that long stroll up to the Hoop and Grapes, I was like, is this going to be worth it? But it was. Nice to know that little bit of tunnel lore. The tunnels of London. You could, you know, I know you're not into that kind of thing, but you could do like a, a role, you know, one of these old role-playing games about these old tunnels of London. You know, real, and you could make a few up and stuff like that. You know, so Square and all the rest of it. And Wimbledon Common, the Wombles of Wimbledon Common. And those ones that, you're, that you sent me that video of and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then, back we went the way we came, past the bottles again, to, um, now I know the name of it, because I wrote it on um, the, the pump of the, the all-gate pump. Yes, corpse water. Which is where they went back in the day, before people had um, water pumped into their houses, they had to get it from some communal space. And in this space, all-gate, they got it from this pump and here I have these nice old photos uh, of it That's, you probably can't see Richie there can you see it all yeah that one well there it was the news behind them I don't know what's one there it's uh, a bank behind them can you see that yeah and there's an urchin sitting on the thing there and then now it's a co-op see look coop can you see look, there's yes. an urchin yeah is it gent that's uh, even older. Even that's even older because you've got a whole basin around it. There. And there's that. You know, you can see the thing that you mentioned, the the handle. Mm-hmm. And the water comes out of a wolf's head. Yeah. But uh, the trouble was that it came. The water came from an old well, which is what they had before this. This was built in the 18th century, I think. Before that, or maybe in the 13th. I'm not sure. I can't remember dates on the fucking screen. <coughs> Pardon me. Or inserted, if it's going to go on the pod, from a well. Now, that well was then made to go into this pump. But the water that went into that well had to come it's filtered, straight. filtered through the uh, bodies of the Through the, the bodies graveyard. in the fucking graveyard. So we call it corpse water. And I was saying... And they also made... Bought a chamomile tea and had a chamomile tea house there. Yes, that's so right. It'd be chamomile corpse tea. Yeah. Yeah, you missed out the chamomile. I didn't remember that at all because I didn't remember that at all. Although, and I did say to Simon the other day, I think you could actually flog corpse water. They'll probably find that it's uh, beneficial somehow. Well, I don't didn't mean it as actual corpse water. I mean as a brand name. You could oh, come right. Up with some no, but you know, you know, cocktail drink kind no, of thing. You and know, call it corpse water. You know, in India. And then I also then I also thought of this. Let me get this one into you. Grave grave juice. Grape juice. Grave juice. Yeah. No, but you know. Fuck it to goths. No, but you know, in the, in India, uh, the where they have the Ganges, they put like they put like they burn like corpses in the Ganges because it's considered so holy. It's supposed to be like the most like disease-ridden water that you could possibly ever go in. No, they yeah, no, and they do it upstream as well. So people are washing their clothes in that. Yeah. it's getting all the corpse stuff coming. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. And there's sharks in the Ganges as well. Sharks. Because you've got two kinds of sharks. You've got freshwater and uh, 
saltwater sharks, although the bull shark can go up both, and that's where Jaws comes from. Well, it's a, anyway, well, not. There's a couple of things that Jaws comes from. Anyway, so that was very interesting. And we touched the wolf's head to get the wolf's power, didn't yep. we? Mitra Square. Mitre. Mitre Square. I have an old photo of it here, which is very. It's a kind of a horse and cart, I don't think the horse. It's very dark. This is the, the Jack horse. the Ripper place. This is where Jack the Ripper killed one of his victims immediately after killing another one. He had his the lust, the bloodlust was on. You done one, I got to do another. Yeah, and uh, this is got to have another bit I was of ankle. Wondering <laughs> about whether Jack the Ripper actually like had sex with his victims or he would just uh, slash them up. Well, they didn't have proper forensics back then. You know, um, you know, um, Ted Bundy. I'm he aware ne- of it. He never, he never, like, he never had sex with his victims. He just, he just enjoyed killing. But he might have jerked off over them. Or maybe later. But like, they didn't have forensics, proper forensics back then, so they couldn't necessarily find semen stains or whatever, you know, or residue of semen. So, yeah, no, but I just, you know, it makes I me. Mean, okay. I've never really looked into Jack the Ripper, to be honest. It's never no, really but grabbed I think that, my imagination. That whole, um, you know, serial killer thing. I think more of. I think it's more to do with, uh, yeah, bloodlust and like, the joy of killing than the sexual frustration. Um. I mean, I. I don't want to dwell on this too much, but I mean, I think it's they all are different, aren't they? Probably, yeah, of course, obviously, yeah. Or, though they all keep trophies of some kind, and then they say so-and-so was killing for company, don't they, that Nielsen? Yeah, yeah. And so even then, keeping a trophy, even if it's just a little bone or the head in the uh, <laughs> in the fucking freezer, that's a form of company, isn't it? The trophy is a form of company. Yeah, da- yeah Dharma was the same. So he, just, he just wanted someone to, to be with him all the time. But he didn't have one of the gay ones. Is he that yeah, he's the American one, yeah. Is he the gay one? Yeah. Blonde, good-looking? Yes, yes, yes. I hate that cunt. I don't like these people. <laughs> I don't like serial killers. I don't like them. I don't like them. I just find them fascinating. I don't find them fascinating either. I just want to, I just want to stamp them under my heel like a worm. As I, um, Heathcliff says in Rothering Heights, I have no pity, I have no pity. When I hear the worm cry, I just want to dig my heel down harder. I would never have read that book if I hadn't for H.P. Lovecraft saying it's a masterpiece of gloom and weirdness. And it is actually. Which book is that? Wuthering Heights. Oh, I've never read it. It's actually decently worth... I mean, it's a, it is gloom and weirdness. and so it's, But Heathcliff is a fantastic sadist, you know. And that line has always stuck with me. I have no pity, no pity. When I hear the worm moan, I just want to dig my heel down harder. <laughs> I love that line so much. Yeah, that's quite psychopathic. Uh, then we this we had this synagogue thing, didn't we? We went up another street. I can't remember what Beavis Mark Synagogue, which we couldn't get to because of works. And we had to peer oh, through right. some yeah, kind of yeah, hole, yeah, yeah. didn't we? So, but there was that man. The man that let's go up the. Up no, the, that was someone else. That's later on. Oh, that's later on. Sorry. Yeah, you're talking about the troll. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's much later on. We couldn't get to the Beavis Marks in it. Oh, God. Now I've got only got 10% battery left on this. So there's not much to say about the Beavis Marks synagogue. Um, the oldest synagogue. Is it? Was it? Probably. Maybe. Yeah. And then up to the Bishop's Mitre of that's marked Bishop's Gate up on the wall. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. The crown. I can't remember too much about that. That's the, that's the, the, the mark. That's the the kind of uh, gateway isn't it to Bishop's Gate yeah then we had the Church of St Bottles without Bishop's Gate so this was another church another yeah there's a lot of churches on this walk there was a lot of churches um, now we went now we had to go now this is now this was a really great bit that was very much like time travelling 
this is why the book would be useful because I could dip into the book because we had to go up this strange lane but it had the sort of Georgian or Edwardian it, the, it had the ironwork coming over the lane with the lamp in the oh, middle yeah. yes. and it was very much inst in that moment I was instantly time travelled transported and you thought god this this would be nice at night with them lit up and on mushrooms. You'd really get it. You'd really have transported time travel. Was that near the original side of Bedlam? Yes, exactly, where we had our first... The first of our confusing moments, because it was like, what? Where? Where? Yeah, His yeah. directions were yeah. really confusing. Oh, we just put this, write that in the book. Oh, it's, this is near Bedlam, but then don't mention any more about it. Um, the original side, because it moved twice, didn't it? It did move twice, yes. And uh, if you get the chance, dear listener, do look up uh, Val Luton's film called Bedlam, uh, which stars Boris Karloff. It's a very good film. Val Luton invented film noir. Well, that's another story. We could, Val Luton could have his own episode. Uh, on it. Um, I just suddenly want to talk about Val Luton, but should, we should move on. But that lane was a wonderful. That was a wonderful little lane. Wonderful. Yes. Yep. And it's right Maybe next, it's suddenly I was back there. I was like buying a buying a roasted conker from a. It was Christmas. I was buying a roasted conker from a from a Dickens from a vendor. <laughs> it's only about five minutes up the road from uh, Liverpool Street. This would be a good winter warmer of a of a walk. Yeah. Cutting out a lot of the fucking churches, to be yeah. honest. You know, there was a lot of churches. We might have to, because I've only got 10% left, we might have to uh, split it off and do the rest of it in a bit or another day, because I've only got 10% left on the battery. So I was very. Because the trouble with that Bef with the Bedlam thing was he says a lot about it, and yet you've got no idea what, where you're supposed to be looking. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, what? Annoying. That was a very annoying and discombobulating moment. Uh, I did get some nice couple of, you know, there's a nice picture of the original Bedlam. So that was what it would have been looked like in the day. Wow, well, you couldn't miss that, can you? You couldn't have missed that. No. Wow. Yeah, but this is what it looked like inside. <laughs> and he had the good, in the book, he had a good quote from Shakespeare. It was still it was going in Shakespeare's time about people sticking nails in their skin. It was, Pretty, uh, yeah, strong stuff. But that's another thing, like the uh, like the um, executions. It was common for uh, the public to go and visit uh, asylums and uh, just like have a good old look at the nuts. Now there, I would go. Yes. Because you like that TV program. Um, bot on. <laughs> no, but bot on. They're not mental in the sense of they're dangerous. No. You wouldn't put the bot on people into bedlam. I don't think. Have you seen that documentary? In the day, you would. Have Back you in the day. Have you, seen, have you seen that documentary called The Wet House? No. You know they have these wet houses for, like, uh, street drinkers? Well, I worked at one. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just, someone's just went in there and just filmed the, the uh, you know, the street drinkers, like, in their wet house. Where oh. you can just, you, you're allowed... To, you can have as many beers as you like. You just sit in there and just drink. Yeah, no, I worked at one. I worked at one. I mean, um, I was doing some computer work for somebody, and then one of them came in and he was talking to me, and like he was all, he got some strange disease that when he'd been some kind of like stud, this disease had wasted him away, busted, which had led him to getting hardcore into heroin. Anyway, so he was like in a bad way anyway he was leaning over talking to me and then something fell out of it because it was like in a, in a kind of don't ask don't tell kind of policy but anyway this great big packet of grass fell out of his pocket and I was like I guess oh, you've dropped something and he looked down and he was like don't tell don't tell don't tell please don't tell and I was like I'm not going to tell but I can't pick it up for you you've got to pick it up yourself you know it's all on camera they're all filmed all the time so anyway, um, yeah, you met some funny characters in there. One of them was a uh, totally mentally deficient. He told me this very scary story about like when he was a kid, gone uh, or a teenager, 
gone burgling with his mate and they'd burgled a few places and then they wanted this other burgling and then the guy the mate that he was with who was kind of obviously the uh, the brains he goes come with me and they sneaked all the way up to the, up the stairs opened the bedroom door the couple were lay. it was like you know one o'clock in the morning the couple were laying snoring in their bed and this mate leant over and this kiss on the woman's cheek or lips or face but anyway and I was like what the fuck it was so vivid the way he described it to me it was like whoa that's insane you know he goes oh, I never went burgling with him again after that it's too much for me that's pretty that's that's that's, that's filmic takes a lot of guts I think to do that Mr. SDR, you're exposing yourself as a bit of a fucking weirdo. <laughs> no, but can you imagine doing that? Can you imagine... Your, your favourite form of entertainment would be public executions, and you admire a guy that sneaks up into the bedroom and places a little dainty no, kiss on him. That, that's, that, this is, a lot of balls do that. Or insania. Yeah. I mean, next thing you're going to say, right, it takes a lot of balls to... Stand down an alley, grab a bird, and fly. <laughs> takes a lot of balls. You've got to say it takes a lot of balls. No, I'm just saying in the in the mind of a of a cat burglar. I wouldn't say there were cat burglars. This guy, the one who was telling me to, it to me, was he could not be a cat burglar. No way. Um, ah, then we got to this guy. The writer's favourite word: dismal. We got to All Hallows on the Wall Church. The most dismal the church. The most dismal, ch- dismal church in London. <laughs> and, but you know what? He was right. It was very gothic horror, wasn't it? And there was another bit of the London Wall there. It wasn't there, if you remember. Yeah. There was another bit of the London, London Wall. But uh, that top bit, there, yeah. See, it looks, it looked grim. It needed a wash, didn't it? Well, it was right next to a motorway, so it was all blackened by uh, exhaust fumes. But it's like they want it to be, because you could imagine a wailing ghost of a strangled woman up there, you know. Strangled by one of your mates, so you think, takes, well, it takes a bit of balls, strangle a bird up in fucking ch- up the church tower. No, 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 you've got to respect it. It takes some fucking balls. It does. <laughs> <laughs> So that, I mean, in this instant, he was right with his dismal, with his dismal. I've got, and then we didn't notice it, but there was a, on that thing, there was another skull. Oh, we wow. didn't see it, but there was another skull on that. Skulls are everywhere. On this tour, at least. Um, Frogmorton Avenue, Draper's Hall. Ring any bells? The picture's quite banal. Doesn't ring any. Oh, I think that's when. Is that where we met that guy and you let us go up there? Is that the troll? Yeah, I think so. Where we had to divert because it was uh, doing a film down there. Yeah, I think so. That was the next stop. Well, I know that as about number 30 on the map, and I don't know that we were at number 30. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, well count one one two three four five six seven i'll cut this eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventy eight nineteen twenty twenty one twenty two twenty three twenty four twenty five twenty six twenty seven twenty eight no because i've got over i've got no it's not, it's not that spot no, I've got nothing, I can't remember anything about that. I'm pretty certain after we walked past that um, blackened church, the next stop was the was the guy there, the troll. I don't know, I can't say anything right now about that. I, then there's a Dutch church, we went to a Dutch church which is still only used by the Dutch. I didn't know there was a big Dutch church. Uh, they have their own religion? No, it's a Christianity, oh. but it's still only like used to, by the Dutch. They like I didn't, to stay within their own. I didn't realise there was that. A kind of little enclave of Dutch. 
There's enclaves of all nationality in London. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a. I don't know. We'll have to move on over that bit. It's not very... No, Adam's Court. Adam's Court. Does that ring any? This is where. Ah, oh, yeah. Sorry, I remember. I think this was the bit where. I feel like we're going to have to stop around here and, and uh, let's move on to the next there was this certain there was this midway point and I know that this must be the midway point where I was talking about there was this church and they said there was this maypole this maypole that was taller than oh, the yeah, actual tower oh right and it had been the scene of uh, not race riots but riots against immigrants and it got quite bloodthirsty in that and there was this I really had to work hard with you guys because it felt like it was one of those moments where you were you'd, our footsies were wearing out you were yeah and your minds were overwhelmed with information and stuff like that and uh, and I, I really had to dig deep to, to pull you guys on because it was this you know Oh, let's just go and sit in a pub and gossip. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. So anyway, that was in... I liked that about the big, tall maypole because that was pagan, you know, and uh, maybe they were whirling around the maypole and that whirled them into a kind of madness that turned into a violent rage against the immigrants. Which immigrants, I can't quite remember. But you had a... You know, there's always been a immigrant issues in uh, uh, England the um, Moscovites from the first British company it was called St Andrew's Undershaft oh no that's the next thing yeah that was an in, that was it's Andrew's Undershaft now that was interesting it had a lot to do with nuns and stuff and, oh, it was that, that was all very trying to read the map and that it was getting all of very that was the thing about this walk it was very twisty turny wasn't it like yeah. oh, up here around there you know and the book and, and, back. and all of these bits seem to be right down the centre of the of the book as well so it was like what you know it's, it's very difficult undershaft it had a lot to do with nuns um, that's worth an insert another day when I've got the book uh, on me so we'll move on and do an insert there then there was the Lloyd's building if you remember that that great big yep. towering yes. that strange sci-fi building I don't know there's too much to say about it apart from it's impressively ugly is that looks Richard like an engine Rogers? looks like an engine by whom? is that Richard Rogers? I think so did he do the bumper do central? It's very similar to the Pompidou, but this one's all that kind of brushed steel. India House? Did you build? I don't remember that. The East India Company. Well, I remember that, something about that, but oh, there you go, it's died. And on that, we'll have to uh, cut here and we will uh, reconvene for part two and some inserts at another day. But I remember after that the next bit was um, the little the lanes, the little pokey lanes. Pokey lanes, yeah. yeah. They were excellent. Cobbles. Yeah. You, walk you could definitely that's def they are definitely real worth revisiting for filming of some kind. And they had that coffee shop, wasn't it? It was like the, one of oh, the, the first, first co coffee shops. Yeah, Jamaica, like first, it was, Jamaica. Now it's the Jamaica wine shop, but yeah. it was the Jamaica coffee shop. Yeah, and it was like uh, started by an immigrant from. Yeah, because coffee shops became like oh, the a bit like today actually, where coffee. You love the fucking immigrants, don't you? No, but <laughs> a bit like today, where all the uh, coffee seems to be like trendy. Coffee, like coffee houses, was the was the new thing. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah, but like it's the same as acids, you know. 
the coffee back then was three times as strong as the coffee you get today. <laughs> well, it probably was, actually. But then that made me think about the toilets. The, the toilets, because they didn't have proper toilets back then. So, what did they? Because when you have a decent coffee, you've got to do this shit, haven't you? Where were they, where were they doing that? In a bucket and threw out the window. Yeah. That's what they used to do. They say that, but I can't believe they were that. No, because I heard Dickens walking down the street and suddenly a bucket of turd lands on his head. Well, yeah, no, apparently it. that was a common thing. No, no, no. What do you mean, no, no, no? What I mean, do you that's th- what I mean. No, no, no. What do you think they did with it then? Put it I mean, in a little box. Certainly not chuck it out a window so it can land on Charles Dickens. No, I had so Charles it was Dick- way before Dickens, wasn't it? Even Shakespeare, he got like blocked. <laughs> No, there was shit Shakespeare, Shakespeare turns up no, to work with a fucking great turd on no, his head. No, but you know, before before um, cars, uh, everything was uh, there was horse shit everywhere. It was That's horse like, shit. It's not the same as a bucket of turd no, but it's coming true. out the top floor window. No, but you know what they used to have? They used to have that thing. It was called a nosegay. It was just like a thing that you used to hold to your I face. I will give you that the place stank. Yeah, everywhere stank. But so, I don't believe so I, that people were just leaning out of the uh, second story window and chucking out a bucket of turd. Well, why not? Because there's nowhere else for it to go. There was no plumbing. They would deal with, they would have found a way. Not but, just but there's already loads of horse shit in bucket. the street. You wouldn't care if there's like a bit of human shit in there as well. There's a difference between human shit and horse shit. Horse shit has an almost invigorating stench to it yeah it was human I know shit, but I'm just saying the whole place stank to high heaven I don't think anyone really cares well if they didn't care they wouldn't have had nose gaze would they no, no, well no, no that no. was just a thing to, 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 to help you through the, the stench I thought you said nobody cared. Yeah, it was like well, a little box. No, Why well, like don't you say nobody cared? Next week you're saying they fucking... No, they cared enough to want to avoid the smell, but they, you know, it's like a... There was no, there was no, that you couldn't police it. It was like... They had crap collectors. Yeah, they, that, that was true. They had people that swept up all the crap. No, they grabbed... Can I grab your buckets, madam? Hey, how many buckets today? Oh, three buckets. Oh, madam. Oh, you missed the, the, the urine collectors as well. For the tanners. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know that that was in the book. I think it somebody yeah, else no, added I that. I said that. I said it's about um, having... to make leather. Yeah. No, what these... This is the um, origin of the term. You haven't got a pot to piss in. Because the very poor used to collect their urine and take it to the leather uh, you know the people tanners. Who, tanners yeah the tanners you see and the part of the curing process was to dip the leather in urine to soften it up for you know for, to start working with the leather and uh, so the very poor people used to do that and if you were really really poor you didn't even have a pot to piss in so that's the. Uh, you couldn't even sell your piss. Yeah, you couldn't even sell your own piss. No, but you just have to run, run to the tanners when you need a piss and say, oh, I've got a pint you got for a pot. you now. You got a pot. I've got a pint for you. I've got a pint for you. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's that. Um, okay, stop there. We are being joined this time by uh, Mr. F. Our secret friend, Mr. F, is here. And he is going to class up the joint with his posh... <laughs> with his posh voice. Now, this is an old drawing, Daniel, of East India House. The whole of the portico bit entrance has gone. Uh... Maybe you're right. Um, let me go to the book. To uh, East India House once stood at the junction of these two streets and serves as the headquarters of the East India Company. The company was founded under royal charter by Elizabeth I in 1600 and by the early 19th century controlled much of India, Burma, Singapore and Hong Kong. 
together comprising around a fifth of the world. Well, what it says together comprising around a fifth of the world's population. What I mean, what I think it means is those territories, India, Burma, Singapore, and Hong Kong, all together comprise a fifth of the world's population, or it did back then. The company played an important part in the foundation of the British colonies of Hong Kong and Singapore, and was also responsible for the importation of opium into China, a trade that caused terrible drug problems among the Chinese population. Well, I always thought that we got, it was, they gave it to us, the opium problem. I thought it came from no. them. No. Well, expand, Simon. Well, yeah, I think uh, the British were um, responsible for the uh, the movement of it, but I think they also um, because they encouraged the uh, production of it as well. I think. Where did we? Where are we getting it from? Afghanistan. I can't. I'm. I'm. I'm really not sure. But yeah, I've heard that before. That the British were responsible for the opium uh, problems in China. Yeah, that's what it says here. Uh, the company also paved the way for the British Empire in India, but its preeminence swiftly declined after the Indian Mutiny of 1857, and its London headquarters were demolished four years later with Lloyd's taking over the site. So that might explain something about what you're saying there, um, Daniel. So this picture. It looks look similar but it's just minus the portico. So I don't know whether the building was flattened and rebuilt or whether it's just been altered over time or possibly damaged during either the first or particularly the second world war. By 1874, the East, East India Company's role and uh, territories have been formally taken over by the British crown, thus ending what was arguably, arguably the most influential commercial enterprise in world history. Uh, but I was wondering, but Heart of Darkness, that's set in Africa, isn't it? Have you read it? No. I've never read it, but I've seen um, Apocalypse Now. Well, that's, but yeah, that's based on it. Yeah. But I thought that he, in, uh, I thought that in, um, in Heart of Darkness, that he goes up river to, um, he's working for the East India Company. I thought that he's doing that in the, in that book, but um, oh, probably, yeah, I don't know. Probably, I'm not sure. I could very very quickly look it up. Should I do well, that? No, East India Dock Road is uh, just down the road from me. It's a uh, poplar. And so, what? So you've got some water near you, huh? You have some water near you. Well, no, you know East India Dock Road is in Poplar, right? So I, I guess it's kind of it. It must have been in that area. Uh, in Heart of Darkness, he's working for a Belgian trading company, so it can't be. Um... No, but I think the docks, like all the docks in the East End, you know, they were probably you know, uh, related to that company. <laughs> yeah, sure. Simon do, you, Simon, do you live in Poplar? Not anymore, but I used to. Okay. My, my um, ancestors come from there and they're connected with building the dock. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that it was, the, that was the kind of lifeblood of that whole area. Mm. So it was a pretty... We, we passed on quite then we went to if you remember Leadenhall Market do you remember that I'll get you I'll get a quick picture up yeah get a picture up refresh my memory so you'll remember it when you see it um, what about that's not the picture that's not the picture that's it this is it is your dragon I remember that yeah it's amazing Oh, that's what where, we, that's where we saw that. So, yeah, any thoughts about that? Well, you're yeah, oh, the market. Uh, Daniel first. 
I said, you're a bit of a distraction because I quite fancy you like this in soft focus. You look a rent boy I used to know ages ago. That will be cut. On the, uh... <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, yeah, there didn't seem to be any actual shops there. There seemed to be lots of places that I wouldn't go to. So I'd be fascinated to know what it was like years ago, even 20 years ago, but it was quite different. Leadenhall Market was founded in 1445 as a market for wool, leather, meat and fish. The market's walls helped stop the spread of the Great Fire somehow, but it was later demolished by Victorians to make way for the current structure that was opened in 1881. Uh, it's worth taking time to explore the warren of little streets around the market. Um, well, we've got a warren of little streets later. Uh, and then he mentions some boring thing about Harry Potter. But what it was, was that it's all in this old style, but the shops are like, well, there was definitely a pizza hut. And they certainly, I don't know, I might be wrong, but I don't think they had pizza hut in 1881. No, it was a coffee and cigar places, I seem to remember, in abundance. And a pizza hut, there's definitely a pizza hut. It's really beautiful. I mean, it is, I've, I've never been there before. So, I mean, the, this last walk two weeks ago mm. was proper 